Hey everybody, Anton Crayley here from ecommercelifestyle.com. Today we are doing an interview episode with another member of the Dropship Lifestyle community. Excited to be talking with Alan Phillips and he's got a pretty interesting story. I was just looking through Labs, which is our private Facebook group, and I forgot about one of the posts he made somewhat recently, which was, was pretty amazing. But uh, yeah, Alan, thanks for, for hopping on here. Oh yeah, happy to be here. It's kind of wild. Yeah, it's awesome. So, you know, speaking of that, we, we were talking for a couple of minutes before we, we started recording. And I know, you know, typically the way we start these is talking about people's journeys, how they got involved with e-commerce, and everybody yeah. has kind of a different thing that, that kind of got them on this path. So what, what brings you here today? You know, how do you get into this? Yeah, yeah so um, through a friend, I got involved in, well, first time I, I have a full-time job. My wife stays at home with the kids. I've got three kids. So that, that's the background, but I got interested in online auctions buying um, uh, like returned merchandise or something. So I would bid on it, pick it up at a warehouse, list it on Facebook, Marketplace, eBay, whatever, and just got kind of addicted to looking for, looking for value at different places. And it was fun but I got tired of it really quickly looking for new products. Like, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm working, I'm squeezing this in on the margins. And, um, and so I started looking for different places. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if I could just sell the same product over and over? I did some searching. I found a podcast where you were a guest. I wish I remembered the name of the podcast. If I remember it, I'll get it to you. Okay. Um, but uh, I was like, this is what I need. And so I attended a webinar. I was like, okay, this looks legit. You know, got into it, and that's the that's the story. That was uh, a couple of years ago. Um, probably a little over two years ago that I signed okay. up for the course. And the store that you're building and running now is that the first store you started when you got going with this business model? It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. Cause I saw the, the post I was referring to was one you made in May where you had like a massive, massive, massive sales day and um, you know, congratulations on that. But it seems like from what we also talked about a little bit that a lot of your orders are, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely high ticket, but they're way right. up there because um, something I guess that's unique about what it is you do is a lot of it isn't just people go to your website and check out, right? You have people kind of interacting with you, which is your business before they purchase. Right. Mm -hmm. right. A lot of it is uh, custom. Um, uh, there are a lot, there, there's technical questions. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea about, uh, when I got into this, I was like, this doesn't seem complicated. And then <laughs> did, like, oh, there's so much I didn't know. And so there's a lot of handholding, there's a lot of questions, there's a lot of customization that goes on there. And so, um, yeah, a lot of our orders are placed over the phone. Mm -hmm. and, and all that technical stuff, you figured that out along the way, right? Once you got into it? Oh yeah, yeah, got my nose busted several yeah. times. Made yeah. mistakes, you know, almost sold, I mean, silly mistakes, like almost sold something for less than what I was gonna have to pay for it. I, you know, canceled, you know, all, all of it. Yeah, it's just, yeah. All, you know, just, just learning um, the products in the market, um, but, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so lesson for everybody, you learn as you go. You know, nobody yes. goes into it thinking they know it all. And if you do think you know it all, you'll, you'll learn quickly, right? Like, oh, yeah, there's, there's a lot behind this. You, you must get started. Like, yes. you're, not gonna know it well, you're not gonna know it well enough. To, you, if you sell your first phone call, you're lucky. 
mm-hmm. more than likely they're going to throw you off with something you haven't thought about and you're just going to have to figure it Yep. Okay. Awesome. So you've obviously you figured it out and I'm sure like just with all of us, it's a work in progress, but right. at this point, you know, something recently that you've had as a win in your business, what would you say that would be? Hiring a full-time VA. That's awesome. So first, have you had a part-time person or do you go straight to full-time? I went straight to full-time. Okay, great. Um, I was uh, getting orders, doing service stuff. I was working my normal job. And I, you know, for a few days in a row, I was coming home at night just telling my wife, like, I'm going to just, I'm going to get rid of my store. It's driving me crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, no, no, you've, you've, you've put in way too much. It's time to figure this other part out. Uh, made my first tire. It was awful. Um, a bad VA is like paying someone to, to, to systematically ruin your life. Yes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, so that, that did not last long. That was about two weeks and had to, had to fire that person and, uh, was, took my time, uh, didn't just hire somebody for relief, but understood that this, you know, um, this is this is going to take time to find the right person. And luckily, just found a made a great hire, and uh, now I'm able to take a step back and breathe a little bit, look at the business um, a little bit removed from it, and try to make strategic decisions about how to move forward. Nice, and that that's massive. That really does like change the game. It's like totally flipping, you know, what you've been doing for a couple of years now right. to what you can do. Um, right. the, the person you brought in, are they, I guess, what I would consider like a general manager? Are they doing a little of everything? All the operations, like you talked about? They're they're um, most of their time right now is spent doing um, uh, sales and service, uh-huh. service stuff. Like, you know, quoting, following back up, answering questions. Yep. Uh, but they're going to be a big part of new products being added, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so they will be wearing more than one hat, but right. from, you know, uh, I still am making calls to do suppliers. I'm trying to shape the overall direction, but they're definitely kind of filling in the back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's smart too. Like you said, you had that one bad experience already. So kind of bringing this person up to speed, you know, I, I've made this mistake. A lot of people make this mistake, but they bring somebody on and they just think like, okay, I'm just going to send them a list of what I do every day and it's all going to get done perfectly. And like you said, you know, sometimes you're just paying somebody to lose your business money. And um, it's just, it's definitely better to, to build them up and build responsibility over time. So that's, that's huge. I guess for anybody listening, right, that maybe they're in a similar situation and they're feeling like, okay, I'm doing the work, it's working, but I need to bring somebody on. Um, what's like, a, I guess, a tip or a piece of advice you can give on bringing somebody in that wasn't like the first time? You know, is it just go slower or anything else you did differently? Yeah. Um... Look for a good hire and not just the least bad hire. That was kind of my, I mean, because you'll find a lot of uh, you know, Upwork or wherever you go, you'll get some responses and um, it's, it can be discouraging. And so you may latch on to someone thinking, this is it. This is not terrible. So this must be it. And that's not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. So I would say, take your time, have a system, have some way to, disqualify people early. Like if they don't even get over this hurdle, they're certainly not going to be able to do this other stuff. And that will, that will save you a lot of time. Yeah. So, so important. Like you said, like when you're hiring, cause it's like out of desperation, almost like, like you said, you weren't sure what you even wanted to do with your store. And when you just want somebody, you take who's the best out of what you have. So that's, that's massive. 
Um, yeah, Whereas I, I probably could have waited a couple more days and gotten uh -huh. yep. some inquiries for, from some, maybe the person that I ended up with would have. Would have awesome. Yeah. So for everybody else, you know, listen, and yeah, don't rush it because the trajectory, if you have the person for, even if it's a month, if it's six months, if it's a year, if it's five years, the way your business grows or doesn't grow is going to be largely dependent on what type of person that is. So definitely worth the time. And I'm happy. And you know, you're going to put it, yeah. you're going to put in so much time, even if they're great, because mm -hmm. you know, you got to slow down and teach them how to do what you do. And if they're great, they're going to make mistakes maybe once and not again. And, and, you're, and you'll they'll systematically improve. But I was having to go back and fix things and, Mm -hmm. It was, it was bad. It was a, it was not an investment. It was just always a dumpster fire going yeah. on at any, any given moment. So I had to go back and play damage control. Yeah. Well, I'm happy at least, you know, it seems like you got the right person in place yeah. now and it's always, you know, it's always a, a evolving thing. So hopefully they continue to grow with your company and yeah, lead to the, the growth of it. So that's awesome. And I think that's, you know, really good advice for everybody that is looking on for, to, to bring somebody on their team. Um, I would say, you know, also like, something that I think I could help you with, we kind of talked about before the episode also, is what should you do now that your time is, is freed up, right? And there's probably a lot of different things. I don't know, you know your actual numbers and your business that well or your store, but the biggest growth lever that most people have, like most businesses have when they're just one person, really comes down to marketing and where dollars are going and how many of those dollars are being invested into different ad sources and to different products. So um, I think we could talk about that, but um, it's probably more important to talk about your specific situation um, because I know the question you had for me is related to tracking in general, right? Right. Yep. Right. So you want to explain how your store works? Yeah. So a lot of my orders are done either over the phone because they're larger ticket. Um, people just have a higher comfort level or they're custom and we end up sending a draft order and they complete the purchase. Mm -hmm. And it's just not as clean of a, like, it's hard to optimize ad spend on Google ads, et cetera, because you don't really know where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. yep. um, so, you know, I guess the question would be like, well, and, I'll, and I will say that I started layering on before I had this figured out, Still haven't figured out, but before I had a handle on it, I started adding in Facebook, I started adding on Bing, and then I have all these things running out there, and I'm like, I have no idea where my sales are coming from. Every yep. now and then I get lucky and it shows me. Yep. And started spending a lot of money, and finally I was like, until I get a handle on this, I'm going to narrow it mm -hmm. back down to the Google ads, to the products that I know are selling to get this under control. And that's that helped a great deal, but now I'm in the process of trying to build it back up to other other products and things like that so yep yep and, that's, and, that's kind of the situation mm -hmm. okay cool yeah so like I, I you know i saw your question so i made some notes but just so like people listening understand like the reason that tracking is an issue it's not that you didn't set it up correctly it's that when right. people are ordering they're not clicking a link going to your website buying having the pixel fire and you know the sale being attributed to whatever ad set it was so right. that's the issue so yeah how do you deal with that and it's not fun, but a lot of it is manual and a lot of it still is a guessing game. And from what we've found that kind of the best way to do it is just by literally manually tracking and picking a return on ad spend that you're comfortable with, knowing that you might be way off on what's attributed where. So yeah. um, what, like how many, 
phone or draft orders would you say you get a month, like units or number of orders? Oh, good. yeah, probably, like I, I'd say we get maybe five. Okay, okay. Like, so, I don't do, I, you know, my, my, uh, it, my average order value is like $8,000. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so we don't, yeah, we don't. Five do, sounds small, but you're talking like forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Yeah. It right. So, right. It's, uh, so it's not crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I would say, let's just say four are draft orders. Okay. Yep. So I'm sure like right now, if these are on the phone, are, are you asking the people, you know, how they found you and, you know, memory is always. That, yep. And I need to do, that's actually something that I need to be sure that my VA is doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because I mean, yeah, they're spending money with you. They're on the phone. If they didn't call you and they just, you know, did it through a draft order, you sent them a link for, you can call them. They're going to, they're going to pick up. Um, you, I thought that's like really the main thing to start with taking yeah. advantage of, talking to the customers. What's yeah. good is it's not some inexpensive thing where it's not worth a phone call. So I would turn it into a whole conversation and try to get as much information from the customer as you can also. You know, maybe they needed more of what you have, even ask them where else they looked, ask them why yeah. they chose you and just, you know, get some some research out of it, but also to the best of their ability, where do they find you? Um, you also said you started doing one thing that I was going to recommend, which is keeping your ads as simple as possible. So like if Google is profitable for you and it had been before you added everything else, I would stick Google with Google ads. And then I would still have Facebook remarketing, uh, remarketing just as like dynamic with a small mm -hmm. budget, just so it's there as like a catch all. And, um, what I would make sure to do too, is when customers said, even if they say, Oh, I, you know, saw a Facebook ad, and you know Facebook is always remarketing. You can ask them, you know, like what, like they remember what they were searching for on Google, where they comparison shopping, and it really is that type of process. From there, what I recommend doing is having a Google Sheet that just has all of your orders in it. So let's just say there was five draft orders this month. You know, you would have those five orders, and let's just say, you know, it said for each one, Google Ads. I saw a Google Shopping ad, or I, you know found you organically, whatever it was, take that data. And then from there, you can go into your Google ads account and pull up your dashboard. And what you're looking to do is kind of combine them. And there's not a way, obviously it's like import the data, but what you can at least do is if, again, let's say you got five draft orders last month and you see that they're for like two or three products, then you go in your Google ads account and you see you spent, you know, $500 on clicks right. for product A and B and C. It's, it's like that, it literally is like a meshing of them manually. So not as clean as it could be and as it is with most stores, but that's kind of the process. And you know, another thing to note is just like, make sure you never do any type of auto bidding or like target return on ad spend bidding, just it's not gonna be tracked. Um, you know, you tell Google, like, I'm willing to spend up to 10X ROI, uh, return on ad spend mm -hmm. or whatever it is, not an mm -hmm. option. But um, yeah, it's just more of that manual review, adding in one more step. But my opinion, it's worth it. because. It's a, it's a big no, order. I mean, it's it, it's working, and I'm and I'm you know I'm comfortable going. I don't know exactly what's working, but yeah. I can kind of I can kind of feel the proximity of what. And I don't know. Right. I right. feel what, that that everything works together uh, to, to drive the results. So. And it, it definitely does. And like that, that's, that's a big thing too. Like that's why even Facebook, if people are, if Facebook is, you know, small budget and that's remarketing and everybody's telling you Facebook, but you know, they found you on Google first, like I, I wouldn't cut those, those secondary drivers of traffic, right? Or if you are advertising on any like community forums or blogs or anything, I wouldn't cut that either. I would just make sure that the customers were asked. And the main thing that you're looking when you're trying to like mess your two dashboards together is the actual products. And I'm sure you know this, but like 
it's not, if you have a thousand products, you're not going to sell a thousand products. The same type will sell over and over and over. So the optimization game that like I would be doing if I had your store is looking at, you have two years of data now. So looking back like two years, seeing where a lot of my clicks were going, see what hasn't sold. Um, see it. Then I would you know, check to see I was spending a lot on it. Is it just an optimization thing? And if it doesn't look like it is, if, if my offer seems similar to the top three people doing it, and I just think it's that that product doesn't move that much, then that's where I'd be cutting back spend. And um, you don't even have to at first, you know, dump a bunch of more money into your budget. Just just move it. Just you know, negate all the things that that haven't done well over the past two years. But that's definitely what I would do. And um, for that amount of orders, I think you could you could make some big changes that would, uh, yeah, that would have your, your money be spent on more profitable products. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then just also, you know, picking whatever return on ad spend you're looking for. Like we spend a lot. So we go for typically like 10 X or better. Um, you know, I, I interviewed, uh, Jeff, who's, uh, a coach of dropship lifestyle just a couple yeah. days ago, not live yet. That, that'll be live um, soon. But you know, on his, like some of his stuff people do, it's like direct response, like they'll buy right away. So he has some ad sets where it's like a 10 X run ad spend. Then he has some that are 40 and that's like, that's insane. And the problem is with these like draft orders, you will never see that. But even if you just say like, I'm comfortable with 15, just look at those yeah. numbers and yeah, yeah, base it off that. And that's something else that I'd put out there is um, I, I got involved in the coaching program early on. Um, and that is, that is a tremendous investment, uh, in the store. So if anybody's considering doing that, that would be money well spent. So I, I, I've worked with Jeff, uh, in the beginning as well. And that was very helpful. I got involved with the coaching early on in, in the process and highly encourage anyone that is stuck or, or simply wanting to leverage their, their time and someone else's experience to, to, to take advantage of that opportunity as well. Awesome. Yeah. I, I know it's helped a lot of people. So happy to, uh, to hear that. And, um, you know, hopefully that's helpful for you. I don't know what like kind of, again, like return on ad spend you want to go for, but what I would focus on as that person takes on more and more responsibilities in your business is going into the Google ads account every couple of days and just really focusing on dialing all that in. And yeah. once you, you know, are, are comfortable and you've think your money's going in the right places, then that's when I would start bumping it up, bumping it up and being the person that monitors that. I, I wouldn't outsource that until, you know, you, it's, it's growing pretty heavily. Um, yeah, I would focus yeah. on that myself. Yeah. Yep. yeah cool. Thank you. That's very helpful. Of course. Um, yeah. Anything else I could help you with? Man, I think that's, that's great. That's, that's very helpful. Okay. Hey, well, thanks, again for, thanks again for the, the course and the online community is fantastic. So of course. Well, thank, thank you. I appreciate it. And congratulations again on the hire. That's a, uh, that's big. So Thanks. appreciate it. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep in touch. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks, Alan. Bye.